Babera šiau buvo, blom. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kikuwama Junior Show, starring Junior Kikuwama Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bote Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kikuwama Junior. Welcome to Paradise and uh, the, well, it's not really Paradise, but bro, you know that's bro, that's what we call Hawaii. But welcome to the podcast. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. How's it? How's it? How's it? I'm Junior Kiko Eva Junior. And uh, bro, we, bro, we just we throw them down, boy. Right here, it's all we do. We just we just throw them down, and uh, we gotta we, you know we always start our show by saying mahalo, and we like to uh, mahalo the people that that listen to us, right? And we bro, we get some countries, okay? Uh, so we get the United States. We get plenty of states. Uh, we get tons of states. Uh, we like to mahalo you guys. Tell you, uh, thank you very much. Also, uh, so we get uh, we get Peru. Peru is back in the house. You know what I learned from this stuff, right? This is episode number 70. Number 70. Bro, I did, I did 69 episodes already. Oh, right. So, so this is the number 70, right? That we did. And, um, so, so we like to say mahalo anyway. Uh, first of all, to Ireland, Netherlands, Ghana, United Kingdom, Canada, Austria, Belgium, Italy, Peru, and Israel. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and the people of Hawaii. Wow, the, the 808 state, the great 808 state, boo. That's, that's what's happening. So anyway, uh, but, but, you know, you know, like, like I was saying, right? So, so I was doing, I did, we did 60, we did 69, uh, episodes already, right? We did 69. So, so anyway, in the very beginning, right? In the very beginning, so my, my, my marketing director, right? Mr. Will Stories, bro, brother Will, but he's on it and he told me, he says, bro, Look, you just do what you're doing, and you do it for one year, and you're gonna build up enough guys, right, for have your own radio station. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, okay. Cause, bro, you know, in this business, in the well, not in this business, but in the radio business, bro. Mm. But I was working radio, right? 18 years, well, 18 years I was working radio for, you know, this show I was on, right? And, um, but before that, I was working long time. You know, when you add up all of the years, I, I don't know, like 40 years, something like that. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I, I'm like, whoa. He's like, what? Uncle, what? Huh? No, I started when I was 17. No, for real. But this last show was the hit show. That's the one. That, you know, there's always that one thing that will put you on the map, right? Because you can be like, you, you know, you can be Elvis, right? And you drive in truck for a living, you know? All of a sudden, there's that one day that you meet that Colonel Parker, right? Remember, he's, he's a manager, right? And then, and so the Colonel, always, bro, I met the Colonel. That's another podcast, Hawaiians. I'll go tell you how I met Colonel Parker, Elvis Presley's manager. I never meet Elvis, but I met his manager, had dinner with him, right? And that's another podcast. But, and, and you know, these guys, they all mock you already, right? <laughs> they all mock, but they left, bro, they left on big footprint, bro. Big impression on history, 
right? And so, um, but then, you know, and, and Colonel Parker used to say, well, when I met Elvis, he was driving truck, <laughs> you know? And and there's guys at the radio station, you know, when we met Junior, he wasn't popular. <laughs> and they're right, you know what I mean? They're right. Because cause when they did meet, right, I was just a regular, you know, the radio guy, and then all of a sudden that I got that, I got that, you know, that invite, right? And and ever since then, right? Boom. <laughs> so But see, you know, I, I always believe that that boom is is for a reason, right? Now I had been I had been doing affirmations, I've been doing all this kind of stuff the last twelve years, right? It's only twelve out of the eighteen. See, so when this thing happened, right? This was way before I started doing the law of attraction. Okay, so this is way before that, you know, I was aware, way before I learned them, everything. So, so I was, you know, I was going along my life, right? And I was trying to achieve. I was trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to do all kinds of stuff, right? Never work, never work, never work, okay? Now, I always believe that, you know, uh, Esther Hicks, as a matter of fact, I listen to her once in a while, right? And Esther Hicks always talks about your inner being. And your inner being knows, you know, what you, what you desire. Your inner being knows what you need. And your inner being knows who you are. And it will attract who you are, not necessarily everything you want, right? Because some things we want, you know, is not good for us, right? Like, for example, uh, if I had a Lamborghini right now, okay, uh, or if I had, let's say I, I had my Lamborghini a year ago, I'd probably be dead by now. Um, I'd probably wrap myself around a telephone pole or something. I mean, you know, because, bro, it's a Lamborghini. Let's go. You see what I'm saying? Right? Okay, so... Uh, there's some things that are not good for you, Hawaiians. That, that, that's the point. Right? They're not good for you. And God kind of, you know, hold them back for a reason. See, God did not make me president of the United States because I would I would have blown some countries off the map already the way they treat us, right? See, so there's a reason, right? There's a reason. So <laughs> there's a reason for everything. But, but you know, so so I was going along, we was making gains, and then boom, I got, you know. So so if you ask me what it was, I'm like, okay, on one hand, you can say I got lucky. And on the other hand, you could say that it was because of, of you know, uh, this guy's good grace that he put me on a show, you know, but he was just thinking. He, he wasn't expecting what happened, you know, and, and he was just thinking I was going to sub for this guy that was out and that was it, you know. But the fact that he let me in the door, right, and then by the, by the third day, you know, I always, I always tell this story when I, when, when I tell the story, right, by the third day, I could feel the, the synergistic, the kind, the vibe, whatever, and, and I remember that my uncle told me when I was younger, he said, let your light shine. And, and I was playing the guitar. And so I just, I just let go everything. Right. And, and I, and I put every single ounce of energy into what I was doing. Full on concentration, like, like 1000% into what I was doing. You know, and I have this, I have this guitar student. I only have one right now and I'm teaching her and she's 10 years old. And uh, she's 11, sorry. She's 11 years old. And I always tell her, you got to give 1,000%. I told her, right? So I'm training her right, you know. And, and uh, well, at least it, as far as my understanding, right? And so, you know, Esther Hicks always says, she says, your inner being will, will attract it. You don't have to worry about that. That's automatic. Like your inner being will take care of all it is, right? Because you know, I mean, your inner being knows what, what life path that you're supposed to take. Cells have memory. Right. And cells have memory. So you're part of your mom and you're part of your dad. And you got those traits over there. Right. And those traits will take you someplace. 
you know, those those things will take you someplace. Then there's your paradigm. So basically your paradigm, right? You know, your system of beliefs creates your habits. Okay, and that's what your paradigm is. You know, you, you can say, well, I have a set of habits that I do. You know, I have a, a set of beliefs, you know, whatever. And those things, right, are developed from when you're small. I mean, your paradigm is, so, so your conscious mind affects your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind designs your paradigm. And your paradigm dictates your vibration. Okay, so what vibration are you on? You know, some people get on spooky vibe. You know, you meet those guys, right? You look at them and, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> like the energy coming from the eyes, like, whoa, he's a creep. Oh, wow, she, she's, you know, evil, right? You, you can see stuff like that, right? So, you know, you, your paradigm, um, well, well, actually, your inner being, right? You cannot hide that. And that's why they say the eyes are the mirrors of the soul. Okay, now in my business, I work with the human voice a lot. And my method is called motivational self-development through the human voice. Right? And motivational self-development through the human voice means that we use your voice as the tool to bring about the self-development, to develop people as human beings, to develop, you know, everybody like, you know, uh, according to their potential. Right. And, you know, some people are only going to go so far and some people are going to go full on like, like, you know, way more than, than you would believe. And that's what I wrote my book about. My book is about that. My book is not about who was the best singer or, you know, my book is not about the method and how you use this to, you know, this, that and the other thing. And, you know, so, so people learn my method. A lot of my method and, and, you know, I, I never really said this on a podcast, but a lot of my method is while my students are doing uh, their exercises, right? Certain exercises that I give them, you know, I'm do, I'm doing Ho'oponopono. You know, which is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, and I'm clearing. Okay, so if you uh, go online and you look for Dr. Hugh Lin, right, and he is a master at Ho'oponopono, and he, he just says, well, my job is to clear. My job, that's what I do, like, every day, all day long, that's all I do is clear. So he continuously does his Ho'oponopono, and he said, I'm just on the planet to clear. Now, what this guy was famous for was he used to work at the state hospital. So the state hospital is a place where they keep uh, psychiatric patients and people that are dangerous, you know, like crazy guys. I mean, these guys are like like the real thing. <laughs> They're the real deal. And and um, they have been, uh, you know, they, they were confined to this lockup section, I guess. Like, uh, So it's almost like a jail, but it's for psychiatric patients. And what he used to do was he used to sit outside of their door, right, at night when they were sleeping. And he used to do his whole ponopono. And funny thing happened, but these guys were actually cured. I mean, they actually, you know, got over the, the whatever they had, you know, whatever it was, right? Their, their problems. And so, uh, so that's how he became known. And words started getting around and people were like, hey, this guy, you know what he does? He just sits outside the door and he does this thing and he, he does his whole ponopono and then these, these guys are okay now. So it was a, it was kind of a big deal, right? It was kind of a big deal for people, and um, and so he got known and he started teaching it. And Dr. Joe Vitale took that, and he made it into a course and and everything. So, uh, Dr. Joe Vitale, I studied him for uh, quite some time, and uh, I mean he he he, uh, he has uh, several. Well, he has tons of books. He he wrote tons of books. Uh, this guy is he's from Texas. He he. Uh, Oh man, I mean, you know, when it comes to self-development, he's he's a big dog in in that world, and so. Uh, but anyway, you know, so I do ho'oponopono, 
and I do it and I see the results just just boom you know and and the reason why you know me and and um, brother Wayne I always talk about Wayne Bothey right and he uh, uh he passed away 5 years ago and uh and he was instrumental in in developing a lot of people as well so you know in the beginning I had to teach him and you know whatever and but after a while you know he he just brought out the best in people you know so so that was our mission you know our mission was to to develop as many people as possible and and as well as you know do our music and stuff like that but in the you know in the in in the entertainment world like for me so so things happened in such a way that I got to do everything I wanted to do but I didn't have to be subject to the industry you know I didn't have to uh I didn't have to play the game I didn't have to sign somebody's contract. I got to do everything I wanted to do, right? And and I was begging it. So, so I was begging God. I didn't beg people, but I was begging God, right? I was like, please, Father God, please, and bring the contract, please. I was ready to sign my life away. Right? Please, I want to sign that contract. Please, somebody bring on contract, you know? And um, but but you know, uh, the thing was that I got to do the like everything I wanted to do without. You know, playing the game. Uh, the game was the you know some of the game was okay, and there's two sides of the game, right? There's the good side and the bad side. And the bad side of the entertainment community is the drugs, the the you know the underworld stuff, right? And then the good part is that okay, standing on the stage, you got you go in band or an orchestra, or whatever you get. I mean, you know, it could be you and a guitar, or whatever, but you're making all this money. And the truth of the matter is that. You know, when you're making all this money, there's guys that are taking a cut from that, right? And that's just the way any business goes, right? Anybody, you know, they 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 open a door for you, they're getting their cut, and that's business, you know. But but we didn't have to do any of that, right? So the law of attraction, you know, um, you know, people say, "Wow, bro, you you got to talk more about this on, on your podcast, bro." I would listen like all night, you know. <laughs> so. But but the law of attraction works whether you're aware of it or not. Okay, so whether you know it or not, it doesn't you don't have to, you know, learn how to do this. You don't have to be aware of it. You don't have to, you know, use the law, right? But what happens because you're gonna attract stuff anyway. You're gonna go on your journey. It's not like you're gonna fail in life. You know what I'm saying? Plenty guys. I asked plenty guys. You know, I asked my attorney one time. I did. Did you? Did you? Did you have a personal development coach or, or like somebody that you learn from or read books about or you know whatever? He said no, and and he makes millions and millions of dollars a year, right? And and he never went to a Tony Robbins seminar or. He never studied anybody like that, right? He never went to a Napoleon Hill seminar or anything like that, right? And so, so uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to learn this stuff. But what happens is when you're stuck, okay, when, when, you, when you hit a roadblock in your life and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to move. And the reason it's hard is because we get stuck in patterns, okay? And we get stuck in patterns based on our beliefs. And that's your paradigm. Okay, so your paradigm uh, puts you in patterns, and 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 it 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 uh, you know it knows your patterns, right? And then you repeat your patterns. Okay, so you get up, you know, you go to the bathroom in the morning, whatever, brush your teeth, right? And and it gets down, it get it memorizes your 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 uh, routine. You see what I'm saying? So for a long time, I had the same routine. You know, get up, I'm at Starbucks at 
at uh, four, I'm at the gym at five. I'm at, you know, I'm at the office at seven thirty. You know, all these things, right? I even had it. Uh, there was there was a time where I had everything scheduled out on my calendar, even breaks, everything. When it, when the when the alarm went off, I took a break, and I operated that way for years, right? And I accomplished a lot of stuff because there is, um, there is a, a self discipline aspect to that, right? But your paradigm memorizes all this stuff, okay? And then you go into autopilot very easily, right? So let me explain autopilot. Autopilot is your subconscious, right? Your subconscious mind will take over, okay? And it, let me put it to you this way. So you driving, you drive to work Monday through Friday. Let's just say, okay? Hypothetically, you drive driving to work Monday through Friday, okay? You get in your car, you go to work, same time, same way, same highway, same exit, same everything, same parking space, right? Okay, now it's Saturday now. Now, you did this Monday to Friday, okay? So, the majority of your life is spent driving to work. Monday to Friday, right? You drive to work, you drive home from work. Okay, so your subconscious memorizes all of this, okay? And your paradigm establishes this as a pattern, okay? So, now you're driving to work Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday. Now, on Saturday, you go to the grocery store. Well, you want to go to the grocery store because, you know, you got to get groceries, right? So, you get in your car and what happens? Halfway to the grocery store, you realize you're driving to work, okay? Now, this happens when you're thinking about other things. You know, you're thinking about, you know, okay, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? It's Sunday, I'm gonna, you know, family day, what, what are we going to do? Go to church, where are you going to the beach, what, what are we going to do? You know, and you're thinking, right? Or even worse, which is more embarrassing, is when you get that person next to you, right? Could be your girlfriend, could be your wife, could be your husband, whatever, and and you talking story with them, right? You enjoying the ride, and pretty soon you realize you're driving to work, and you go, "Oh man, I'm accidentally driving to work," and then you kind of embarrass small kind, right? So that happens. So that's a, that's an example of you, of your subconscious mind taking over. Okay. Now, you know when you get into patterns and stuff, you got to realize it's repetition that's doing this. Okay. And it's your paradigm that that is the you know. Uh, the actions that are that are establishing this pattern, okay, it's the it's the patterns based upon your your beliefs or your understanding or you know sometimes what's possible. So if you if you know that a certain thing is possible, then you you know you're gonna do it, and then you do it often enough, then it's it's repetition right there, and then it goes into your subconscious. So that's an example of that, okay. Now when you when you want to change these things, you know, people ask me like, okay, how can I change? You know, people always talk about change. It's the most overused word in politics. Change, right? <laughs> change. How are we going to tell? We're going to bring about change. How how I, in your life? Think about it, how I, in your life. Okay, and I always, I always tell you guys in other countries and in other parts of the world that are listening to the podcast, when you listen to this podcast, you are an honorary Hawaiian. Okay, so Hawaiians. Okay, how many, how many times? How many times in your life? Right? Have have you you know been stuck in a pattern? How many times in your life have you been you know wanting change or, or you heard the word change? Or, oh, we gotta change! Oh, you gotta change! Right? And then politics, right? Oh, we're gonna bring about change. So change is a big word. And and how many how many times have you seen change in politics? Mm, yeah, you kind of see change a little bit, right? It changes a little bit here. The next party gets in, it changes a little bit there. You know, so, I, I mean, I've been voting like my whole adult life. And I can tell you, not much has changed. Mm-mm. 
Not very much. Administrations come and go, right? Things change a little bit, you know, this way. And then the next guy gets in, it goes back over here. And then, you know, so it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But nothing really changes significantly, like like big time, right? Just small changes here and there. But what happens, you know, it, and it doesn't matter what happens. The, the rich get richer, poor get poorer, whatever. You know, people talk like that, right? And it's not necessarily so. There's a lot of benefits that, that poor people get. You know, it, they, they, maybe they're not getting money, but they're getting something else. Maybe they're getting food stamps or whatever, government assistance, whatever it is, right? But, but that's not the point. The point is change. Now, how are you going to change? So what I tell my clients, right, is that you have your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, right? And there's a super conscious mind, okay? So, so let's just take things really simple, okay? So I tell my clients that your subconscious mind is like the hard drive in the computer, okay? Your conscious mind is like the operating software, okay? So if you reprogram your hard drive, you don't have to worry about the operating software. You don't have to worry about it. It will automatically respond. And all you need to do to change your life, this is going to sound really ridiculous to some people. All you need to do to change your life is a pen and a, and a pad, right? And start writing. You can, you can design your life with a pen. I mean, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword, right? There's a reason they say that, you know. So the pen, they, I mean... I mean, your pen, okay, look on your desk when you go to work. Your pen is powerful because when you write manually, right, these things that you write goes right in your subconscious. Okay, if, if you go on my, uh, you know, I have, I have different accounts, right? If you go on my Instagram account or you go on my, uh, my TikTok account, you will see my affirmations because I put them up. I show people, here, look, check it out. You know, I've done the work. I'm still doing the work. I'm still writing affirmations. You see, so affirmations are very important. I mean, you can change your life. Now you can you can do journaling. Yeah, journaling. Okay, is when you go through your day, and at the end of the day, you write down what happened. Now, if you if you know if you choose to do that, that's that's fine. If you're a famous person, like a president of the United States, it's like maybe maybe people want a record of what you did, right? Maybe it's interesting to be in a book one day or something like that, right? Um, to the average person, uh, you're really just writing down everything you just lived. And that doesn't really, to me, that doesn't make too much sense. I mean, journaling has a purpose, right? But, but you know, if you really want to change things, you really want to change things up, you write affirmations. So I started writing affirmations. Now, here's the thing, right? It takes two months. It takes two months. It takes 60 days to break a habit. It takes 60 days to form a new one. Okay. So, so what, you know, what happened to me, right, was I, I was like, oh, okay, this affirmation. So I started out with one affirmation and I thought, okay, I'll do this for two months. And if this doesn't work, if, if I don't see results from the affirmation, like I'm writing affirmations for different things, right? And, and I found that, you know, uh, well, anyway, I, I found that you start out with one affirmation. Okay. But I was writing different affirmations, you know, because the way I was taught was like, bro, this is like a genie's magic lamp. You just write what you want and it will come. Right. So and, you know, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of genies. <laughs> you know, I, I, my world didn't work like that. My, my world was like, OK, if you wanted something, you had to go out and you had to work hard. Right. 
And then then you have to study hard, right? And it, and then guess what happens? You start to live hard. Okay, when you live hard, you get hard circumstances. When you live light, right, or happy, or you know, not too serious, and you, you relax your grip on life, then you start getting results. I mean, easy. It starts coming easy. And then when you make a mistake, if you're making a light mistake, light consequences. You make you make a heavy mistake, you're living hard, you make a hard mistake, you're gonna get a hard circumstance back. That's just the way human beings are designed, right? So the law of attraction is God in action because the creator is in you. You you know, you're a co-creator, right? My uncle always told me that he says, You are a co-creator with God. You and God creating stuff. And I'm so okay. You know, because you know, I, I thought I thought, well, maybe, you know. Maybe God is up there in the sky and he goes, no, no, no. God is in you, right? God is in here. Okay. The devil is in here too. <laughs> Satan is in you too. Okay. And you, you have that, you have that switch. You can go either way, right? And, and that's called, you know, that's called freedom of choice. Okay. So you have the choice. You can do whatever, but whatever you do, you can get the consequences, you know, and, and people who really practice the law of attraction, the funny part is, right? If you really pay attention and you really ramp up your awareness, right? You can see it, you know? And and what we think is coincidence is really the law of attraction. You can do something really crappy in the morning, okay? And maybe lunchtime when you get to the office or when you get back to the office at lunch, something bad will happen, right? But you don't put it, you don't put it together. You don't understand that, oh, that's because I did something crappy in the morning. And, and then it came back around lunch and, you know, and something went wrong or the, or the, or the printer broke or, or the computer failed or something, something went wrong, right? And something went wrong and I, I did something really intentionally bad in the morning. You know, maybe, maybe you yelled at the paper boy or maybe you did whatever, right? Uh, or what, whatever, right? You did something like that. Maybe you were in traffic and you had some road rage and you yelled at somebody, right? And then when you get to the office, you find out something broke or something, you know, you know, and you don't put it together because everything, you know, you're thinking coincidence, right? But when you become aware, when you, when your, your state of awareness is heightened and, and you, you know, you look around and you go, whoa, that happened for a reason. And you go, wow, this happened for a reason. You know, and they go, why well, I, I did, I did this thing and I, and I, I gave a dollar to this lady at the shopping center. And when I came back to my office, I, I got, I got a check in the mail, you see, and you're not going to get back exactly what you give. You're not going to, I mean, you know, they, they say in, in Holy scriptures, they say, you can get, you can get it back tenfold, but you know, it's not like you give money, you're going to get money. You give money, maybe you got a favor, maybe somebody, you know, maybe you need to get something done or something, somebody, somebody grants you a favor and boom, there you go. See, so it's not always, you know, the same thing, right? But you're going to get it back. You're going to get good back. And so, so when you're aware of the law of attraction, then you go, oh, okay. So now I'm going to intentionally do, you know, certain, certain good actions or positive actions or, or whatever. I'm going to give money to charity. I'm going to do my tithing. I'm going to give, you know, um, give my clothes to, to, uh, you know, uh, organization that can use it or a church or whatever. And then, and then, you know, good things are going to happen and you, and you have to know good things are going to happen. And guess what? They happen. They start happening. 
it, it's just the way it is. So I started out, right? I said, okay, I'm going to do this for two months. After I do this for two months, do these affirmations, I will never do it again if nothing happens. If, does, if this doesn't work, it's bogus. I'm not doing it. The hell with it, right? So I started writing. And I started writing every day, every morning. As soon as I get to the office, write my affirmation. As soon as I get it, write my affirmation. Then I got a legal pad and I put it on the side of my bed. Right? And every night before I went to sleep, I wrote my affirmation. Got up in the morning, wrote my affirmation. Every day. Okay, so I did it like twice a day. I had one, one, one uh, legal pad in my office. I had one legal pad on the side of my bed. And so I wrote affirmations every day, every day, every day. In two months, I said, all right. You know, now now we're gonna do the accounting part, right? Now now we're gonna we're gonna check it out. Now we're gonna take a take a uh, you know inventory, right? <laughs> we we'll say, all right, let's check it out. Let's 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 go in. Let's take the two tablets and let's put it together. Let's check it out. Let's audit this thing and make sure that this works. Or if it doesn't work, because I'm if it doesn't work, I'm wasting my time. And I look down and and I'm like, wow, okay, this happened, that happened. I'm like, whoa, this happened. Oh, I wrote an affirmation for $100. Well, I remember, get, you know, we had, the, we had the party contract. You know, so sometimes you write an affirmation for $100, you get five. Sometimes you write an affirmation for $1,000, you, you, get, you get $200. You see what I'm saying? But you get, you get, and you get money, right? If you write for money. If you write, I mean, you can write for anything, Hawaiians. I did some crazy stuff because after that, I'm like, wow, this is my magic lamp. Okay. So I'm going to start writing for everything. I was writing for playmates. I was writing for, you know, uh, uh, to meet girls and stuff to, to, you know, whatever, like crazy stuff. Like, you know, I am so happy and grateful now that I have a date for next weekend and, and a girl would show up and, and we would go out. You see what I'm saying? So this worked for, for everything. I mean, and, and if you live in abundance, Hawaiians, this is what I'm going to say. If you live in abundance, there's always plenty of everything, but you need to recognize it. You know, sometimes you don't recognize abundance. Now, abundance can be good or bad. Abundance can be good because it could be a lot of, you know, um, you know, when I, every, every morning I get up and I look on my counter, right, next to, next to the bed, and I have an abundance of supplements, right? Because I take a lot, of, you know, I take vitamins, I take, you know, I take uh, herbs and, and stuff, right? And, and so, so I see these things, right? And I go, wow, you know, I, I live in abundance. You know, I live in abundance. I, that's what I keep telling myself. I live in abundance. I go in the closet, I look at my clothes and I go, wow, I live in abundance. I go to the storage locker that I have, right? Down at one of my clients' places. And I, and I go in and I go, whoa. You live in abundance, okay? Now, that abundance in the storage is not doing me anything. It's not doing me any good, right? I'm not even using it. It's just there in suspended animation, right? So one day, I got to go down to that storage and, and just donate everything or have somebody, hire somebody to just empty it out and throw it away. You see what I'm saying? So there's good and bad abundance. Now, you, you know, look at these people that, that live in, you know, what do they call them? They, they live in the house and they, they hoard the hoarders, right? And their house is like full of rubbish, whatever, like piled higher to the ceiling. Okay, that's abundance. You know, but you got to, so you got to decide what kind of abundance you want. So be specific. You can't just say, I am so happy and grateful now that I have abundance. 
Okay, you have to, you have to put down. I am so happy and grateful now that I live with an abundance of whatever, whatever it is for you, an abundance of uh, golf balls. You know, maybe you're a golfer. Okay, uh, an abundance of golf clubs, <laughs> an abundance of golf shoes, whatever, whatever. You know, an abundance does not have to be a thousand golf balls. Abundance could be twenty golf balls, right? When you have more than enough, right, that, that's abundance. When you have plenty, that's abundance. Now, the other side, right, of abundance is lack. Okay, now if you're living in lack, you're living in a state of mind where you just don't have enough. You just, right? Now, if, you, if you're living in a state of, I want, I want this, I, or I need, actually, I need I need this. I know. Oh, right. You know what? I really need that. I really need that new juicer at the at the store. I, I need something like that, right? Now you're telling your subconscious that you don't have enough, okay? Because you need it, right? You need it. You know, like when they, when they say guys are being needy, you know, stuff like that, right? Okay, they're they're living in lack because they're needy. If you have abundance, right? Let's take the relationship thing for example. If if you're needy, right? That means you're desperate. That, and that girl smell that from like 10 miles and they will avoid you like the plague. Okay? They will avoid you like COVID-19, bro. So, but, but if you, you know, if, if you're in abundance, right, then women come and go. Bro, you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, Hawaiians. Right? If you live in abundance, boom, you, you got women all over the place. You got chicks asking you out. You know, and, and that's exactly what happened to me. You know, but I had to be in that mindset. I had to be in that understanding that, oh, bro, plenty of chicks, you have plenty of girls till today, till today. They, I mean, bro, they, they, they still come and go. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're all around me. You know, and and as a matter of fact, my business actually serves more females than males. You know, I have I have two companies, right, and and uh, that that are primarily set up. Uh, it's not primarily set up for females, but females come because number one, they want self-confidence. Number two, they want to bring their daughters. So they end up bringing their little girls. So, so females uh, make up the, the majority of my, you know, of my businesses. So I cater to females. Of course I do. What are you going to do? You're going to cut off your base. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and it's, it's always, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm always one that, you know, I, I'm a guy that, that loves girls. I love women. Right, and I mean, you know, um, I, don't, I don't love men. <laughs> I like men; <laughs> they're okay, you know, my friends. But, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so, so that's what you know. That's my that's my mindset, and and so therefore, there's abundance. You know, whenever I, I need money, it's not like you do the law of attraction and your bank fills up with a few million dollars. It, it's not like that. You could invent a product. You could open a business and that could lead to a million dollars we made over a million dollars doing shows over the years right in in 2010 we crossed the million dollar mark in 2010 and we started in 1999 and it, it took us 10 years right to to cross the million dollar mark and my mom my mom told me when i was a kid she goes you're never gonna make any money playing music right she, she told me that right and and i didn't you know go out because she told me that 
I went out to do music because that's what I wanted to do. Because I saw Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all these old school guys. And I go, whoa, I want to do that, right? Now, in, you know, 12 years ago when I started writing my affirmations, that's when the Waikiki show came. That's when we did bigger things. That's when we took everything to the next level. And we took everything to the next level by doing affirmations and vision boarding and, and everything like that, right? And, you know, I keep telling people this is not magic. This is not voodoo. It's not, uh, you know, it's none of that. It's the way the human being was designed. And you can do it too. If I can do it, I slept on a sidewalk. You know, I slept on a sidewalk back in the day. And and I was living in extreme lack. I mean, extreme. <laughs> I can't even tell you the kind of negativity I was living in, right? But that was back in the day. You know, and when right around my late 20s, I think around 28 to 30, I started changing my mind. You change your mind, you change your life. Okay. You change your paradigm. Okay. You start changing your habits. You just start changing your belief system. Right. Because if, if you believe something, it will form your habits. Your habits are your, your, you know, that's your paradigm. Okay. So if you, if you believe that, mm, I don't know, you know, whatever. Right. You're going to start to create actions in your head that are conducive to that belief. And those actions are your paradigm. And, and you got to change your paradigm. And you do it with a pen. And you do it with repetition. And you do it over and over and over. So my clients start. I start my clients out with 100 I am's. 100. So positive I am's. I am generous. I am kind. I am loyal. I am friendly. I am giving. You know, I am, right? I am. And when you start using the power of I am, you're using the power of the creator because the creator is in you. And so, you, you know, you're writing. Now, if you're using the other power, right, the evil power, yeah, you can be evil. You know, you can do any, any evil thing you want to do, but you're going to get the repercussions from that action. You're going to get the consequences for every action. There's a consequence, right? Now, you know, there's a book that, that I read by Wallace D. Waddles. In fact, I still, I still listen to the audiobook, And um, it's called The Science of Getting Rich. And it's a very simple, very simple principle. The Science of Getting Rich, Hoynes, okay, says that you do every action 100%, right? So you don't do anything sloppy. You don't, you don't leave any eye undotted. You don't leave any T uncrossed, right? You do every action perfect. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a good result, you know? And this guy wrote a book about that. And when you think about it, after you, after you get through the book, you go, wait a minute. That was so simple, right? But none of this is rocket science, Hoynes. None of this is rocket science. The law of attraction is God in action. God gave you this gift. Now, if you don't believe in God, okay, just believe it's all you. It's all right. It doesn't matter. But you have this power within you. And, and this power will, will get you through amazing things in life. This, this power will create some amazing circumstances for you. You know, I, I started out, right, when we were going to do the Waikiki show. You know, I'm going to finish with this thought right here. So when we were doing the Waikiki show, but right before, you know, we went through all the steps, right? So we met with the marketing team. And then we went to do the audition for the hotel manager and his staff and his marketing staff. You know, that was the next step, right? And then we, we didn't know how we were going to get the money. 
So the how is God's job. Okay, leave the how to God, or or your higher self, your higher power, whatever you believe. If you don't believe in any of that, then just just know that the how will happen. That's all you gotta know. Okay, but in the meantime, we had this. We were living in this four bedroom house in Kalib Valley, and one of the bedrooms, because it was empty, was our practice room. And so every night, so when I went down to the hotel, right, I you know said, "Can I see your showroom?" And they got, they let me in. I stood on the stage and I looked down at the audience and I kept that image in my mind. Okay, so this is just like vision boarding, right? So you visualize, materialize, and I keep, I kept that picture in my mind. And when I went home, right, we were in the practice room. I was looking at the the baseboard, you know, down at the bottom of the wall. I was looking at the baseboard, visualizing. Okay, that I was standing on the stage and looking down at the audience. And we did that. We practiced that, that way for like maybe three months, four months. And guess what happened? The money started coming in on one of our other companies. And the money started coming in, coming in. And, and we was like, whoa, business is picking up. That's what it looked like to us. Okay. But that was God going, all right, you want your Waikiki show? Here you go. And, and money started coming. Contracts started coming in. And when the contract started coming in, right, we took that money and we took it right down to the hotel. Okay, and that that paid for that paid for the room, that paid for our show, that paid for the text, that paid for everything. There was a couple payments, you know, that we borrowed, and we and we paid that back like I don't know, uh, pretty fast, pretty darn fast, right after the show was finished. But it was a good run, right? And and that's the way it went down. Now, I don't, you know, you can say, well, you know, eh, coincidence. Okay. But there's so many coincidences in my life that, you know, when I look back on my life, I go, wow. If if you really want to summarize my life, right? It's just, you know, oh, Junior is the guy that lives his dreams. He's the guy that lives all his dreams. You know, and maybe my dreams aren't big enough, you know, and maybe I, you know, I don't, I'm not a billionaire driving around or, you know, in, in a Lamborghini or whatever, but that wasn't my dream. I did not dream for a Lamborghini, you know, I dreamed for a Maserati and now a Maserati is, Maserati is made by Chrysler. <laughs> That's what I found out. I found out, well, you want to drive a really expensive Chrysler or, you know, just because, <laughs> sorry, I got to go away. <laughs> You wanna you wanna drive a really expensive Chrysler just because the grill looks like Maserati? I like oh ah Hawaiians, but just know that you can do it too. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Right? You can live your dreams. You just gotta take it step by step. All right, hey, go to the website. It's hereforyou.live. We help people with all that kind of stuff, right? Living your dreams, understanding all this stuff. Oh, man. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club is Father, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, and uh, Mahalo to Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies, also to AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinen. We're so proud of this guy, right? He is producing pop music in Hawaii. Until next time, I'm Jeannie Gay Goeva Jr. Mahalo, and I...